Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andrew. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. You said to me, let's do Thursday early. I got six hours of Russell Wilson talk with you, Ruther. <laughs> yeah. We got we got a lot of Russell Wilson to talk. There's there's a lot of layers. I mean, I feel like we, you know, there's probably a Russell Wilson based podcast out there. There's also probably um, some Seattle Seahawks centric podcasts that have talked to Russell Wilson more than us. There's probably some Denver Broncos podcasts that are about to start talking Russell Wilson more than us. But in terms of like the sports wide show we've talked a lot of russell wilson over the years and boy oh boy there's there's so much happening with him right now like he moves to the broncos i called did i not say i could see them losing game one to seattle uh they lose to seattle let gino cook has arrived suddenly Suddenly, after 10 years of having what Seattle Seahawks fans would have described as a debacle of an offensive line, Geno Smith gets through three quarters without getting touched in the pocket. Oh, stop it. It was, a, it was it was a one-off season. They were like, for 10 years, we just didn't do it. And then in one offseason, we decided to fix this debacle of an offensive line. Suddenly... They fixed their offensive line. Why didn't they fix their offensive line problems while Russ is there? Pete Carroll is a great I, I coach. I don't even know what you're talking about. Look, like you're 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 going you're going in areas that I was not expecting. I think then there's we, a, then we have old teammates tweeting gifts showing their excitement about his failure. We've got, I mean, the the number of cringe videos that have come out in the last week. I want to start there. <laughs> Let's start. Let's start there. We'll double back to all this other stuff. We'll we'll get back to all this Russell Wilson discussion as far as how the game played out, his teammates, the trade that never happened in 2018 to the Browns. I want to start with his videos because I posted the latest on Dirty Sports and it's everywhere. It's not like I posted it originally, but I posed the question and I was being serious on his latest TikTok, which is now going viral everywhere. I pose this question. Is Russell Wilson officially the biggest dork to ever play in the NFL? I think he's got to be. Now, he posted a video for those who have not seen it. I highly recommend you see it. It's a TikTok video. He says what I care about. With and the cringy, with the cringiest music ever in the cringiest polo shirt ever in a hotel room in a hotel room. I'll play it. Quote, you need to, un, quote unquote dancing. You need to see it for sure. Faith, family, football, flying, 
So that's what he cares about. Faith, football, family, and flying. Flying is pretty random. And I think the, I think the flying is this was all some sort of Alaska Airlines deal or something like that. Oh, so this was a, a sponsored reference. I, I don't know. That's what a lot of the comments were saying. This is some sort of, this has something to do with it. By the way, did you hear what I just played? No. No. Okay. So I'll, I'll change up the audio setting. Um, all right. So it's no big deal because there's no actual audio. It's just the, yeah. the, corny, the corny music. Um, so yeah, it's faith. And then he goes with the weird fucking air guitar strum. Yes. The weird air guitar strum. Now, this video comes on the heels of the leak video, which I also posted of him practicing low fives running onto the field for a game setting. So somebody posted a video practicing running on the field, getting the low fives, then running out in Seattle on game day, also throwing out the low fives and not getting them. I didn't see that. Yeah, he did it twice. He did it once coming out in practice and he did it once when he actually came out in the field in Seattle. Here's my thing, Andy. When you pile it all together, when you pile that the whole world is seeing how cringe he is and how much of a dork he is, if we know that, that's obviously something that everybody who's ever played with him has known yeah. since the day they met him, right? So we take cringe dork in the locker room, right? We take his teammates who dealt with his cringe dork. Now, obviously, the Legion of Boom, uh, essentially, Russell Wilson was chosen over the Legion of Boom. We we're going to ride with the quarterback as opposed to ride, you know, creating a stout defense, keeping this stout defense. And you can't really argue with that unless, of course, you were the type of person that said, I don't think he's that good. You know, you could do this with whoever. Just keep keep what works in your defense out there and find another guy to come in on a rookie deal and do what Russell did now. I may have argued that, uh, but they gave him the deal. Those guys left. Those guys all now basking in his failure. But that's where you get back to, listen, the Seahawks were projected to be the, they had the longest shots to win the Super Bowl starting the year. And we can say it's just one game and we can say it's a revenge game and we can say it's a home game or whatever. But, Russell Wilson came back to Seattle and lost to a Geno Smith-led Seahawks team. Geno Smith looked pretty good. Okay, so so here's my kind. I I am sticking with the one game. Geno looked good one game. Come on, let's, go, let's just let's just like that. I'm not talk. saying Geno Smith's gonna look. I'm not saying Geno Smith's gonna be Russell Wilson. I'll say but all I'm all I'm saying is here's here's the thing. Once the Legion of Boom left, what did Russell truly accomplish? Well, we have to be realistic when discussing all these things. And and I mean that by saying I I understand they chose him and I would have done the same. I would I would have taken a quarterback 
because the longevity is just there. But now we have the reports that, and, and remember, I was hammered, hammered on this show for saying, I think I predicted him gone before. I, I kept saying 2020. You kept saying I said 2019, which may have been the case. The point is the Seahawks literally tried to get rid of him before 2019. Well, we already knew this. This had been out there. Russell Wilson himself has confirmed that the Seahawks tried to trade him in 2018 for the number one overall pick to the Browns. He said they tried a couple times to see what was out there. There was reports that he was butthurt about them even attending pro days for guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. So no trade was negotiated or no trade was executed. And then they did a four year, $140 million extension, which included that no trade clause. I guess my point in terms of bringing it all back to us and all the Russell Wilson content that we've done over the years. If you were a man doing the game of Thrones battle of the bastards, just me with a sword versus a horde of Russell Wilson stands and the the sword I'm holding it says Russell Wilson is overrated. Things are coming around. But but I, I don't I, I don't know if that's necessarily true because I, I think we have different opinions. The team on- tried to trade him, his teammates hate him. Well, he's I, I th- a locker. He's a locker room cringe fest. He, well, he, he is, loses I, his first game in, on a new. On new he hasn't made well, the playoff. Well, won a playoff game in a while. He well, he. Well, he won a playoff game two a couple years ago. But 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 my thing Gino, is, Geno Smith suddenly can't get sacked in Seattle. Look, my my thing is this: it's one fucking game. Russell Wilson didn't have a bad game. Like like personally, I don't think he had a bad game. He, he didn't play lights out, but he also didn't play poorly. You fumbled the ball twice in the one yard line. Like, like yeah. if those both go in, come on, it's a 13 point win. I'm just saying like, and Russell I know the- Wilson doing this things. I don't like first and goal. Fumbling on the two. I think that. They'll be just fine. I still think they win 10 games. You fu- again, you fumble twice on the one. I'm at this line. point. I'm at this point. Their D looks suspect for the first half, which was surprising. Denver's defense. I think he'll be just fine. Now, my problem now as a lifelong Russell Wilson stand is not this is this is where I'm at. It's like, dude, you're so cringe. I'm just gonna be honest now. You're so cringe that I don't know or I will project that you can't lead a team far because your teammates don't respect you because you're such a dork. That's where I'm at. Like, I've obviously changed. I didn't know the level of this. And and, and, and I guess I think that's what goes back to all of those teammates sort of basking in his failure, his ex-teammates basking in his failure. This is what I would argue. Cringe Russell Wilson straight out of college on a team that is stacked. There, The whole squad is just like, yo, we're real fucking good. And like, whatever. We got rookie dork out here 
fucking cringing around, but like this team isn't him. This team is this defense. This team is Marshawn. This team is all of these things. This is the personality of this squad. He he plays well, and the, we don't love the cringe thing. But like, what the fuck ever? Uh, like, let's just we're win. Win- we're winning. Yeah, we're, we're winning. winning. But then, when this when the when it starts to shift, that that the the franchise itself is throwing all of its fucking money into Mr. Cringe and not the guy and not the Marshawns and the Legion of Booms and the whatever. That's where you start. Everybody starts to fucking be butthurt about it and seemingly having animosity about it five, six years later. That's why I think, you know, yes, you look at a quarterback. My thing when we look at quarterbacks is can you win the Super Bowl with him? And Yes, you obviously can with Ross Wilson. They got to two. They won one. But the question becomes, can he lead you to a Super Bowl? And here's two questions about Russell Wilson. Can Russell Wilson lead you to a Super Bowl still? And can Captain Cringe honestly lead you lead you to a Super Bowl ever? I would argue maybe he never led them to a Super Bowl. And that's a fair point. I look, I think obviously a lot of things have to come in all at the same time. Like like for most quarterbacks, there's only a few who can just straight up in my opinion put the team on their back. Like straight up put the team on their back. A Patrick Mahomes, a Aaron Rodgers in his first title. Like where they just straight up say, yo, ride me. Like, like we discussed last episode, even Joe Burrow last playoffs. He's getting a lot of help from that defense. His numbers aren't insane. Tom Brady, a lot of his Super Bowl title runs getting a great all around team. So that's a fair question that you bring up. And I don't know if I have an answer to that. And, and maybe he can't. He managed enough with a great defense, with a running game played well enough. I think you can't take that away because there is something to those pressure moments. As you know, it's not easy when you're in the playoffs, even if you do have a great defense and you have a great running game, guys, guys shit the bed. Look at Ryan Tannehill last year, you know, guys, the pressure gets to him. So I I don't know. I, I like, I don't know what he needs at this point. I just think he's so cringe. The cringe, I think at this point probably outweighs the talent. And maybe, maybe it always did. Like you said, maybe, maybe this is just deep seated. I always thought, and I know I've said this on the show before, so I have no problem saying it. I always thought I had a inkling. Maybe he was like closeted gay. I just thought he gave off some of those vibes just to me personally. Uh, not like personally, but you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. The time he kissed you on the mouth. Yes. The time we made out and then made a TikTok about, it. but he gave out some of those vibes to me. Cause a lot of times when people turn uber jesus i always think are you trying to hide something yeah whether and i'm now right we just, and, and now we just think he's super cringe yeah and i don't think that anymore i just think yeah he's a hundred percent super beyond cringe and i mean there's something to isn't there something to that even on the even just on a football level isn't there something to that you come in a locker room every day and your quarterback is once again a meme for being a fucking dork yeah, for sure. 
you're about to run out on the field. He's like, all right, let's ride. And you're like, motherfucker, no one <laughs> is saying that. No one is saying that fucking legitimately. People only say that to you mockingly. But my view on him now is, is changed to the point of it's so cringe, but it's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Like now it's like, I used to be a ride or die Russell Stan from a football sense. I'm not there anymore because of all these things. Like, like it, it's tough for me to say, hey, he's that guy. I mean, look, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, barring just him not, like barring a career-ending injury. He's going to make the Hall of Fame, and I think deservingly so, just based on his numbers. But you do have to wonder, especially in a young man's game, like, how is he meshing with some of these young cats on the team? Are they just like, dude, you're a fucking dork. They're like, I know you guys. I know you from TikTok. You're the fucking let's ride guy. Or do they respect him and say, hey, this guy's a stud athlete. I mean, I don't think they do because wide receivers he used to play with are putting up gifts the fucking first half of the last like. The whole goddamn Seattle team is throwing gift shade in his first game as a Bronco. Yeah. It's tough, so, man. It's wild. I'll put it simply. Do the Broncos win a playoff game this year? Too early for me to make a decision on it. I'm going to say hard no. I'm, oh, I, you're going hard no. See, I'm, going, I'm not there. One game. I'm going. I'm going hard no on playoff game win. Just playoff, one game. Hard no. Who are they beating? How many I don't teams? Know. Make, how many teams make the playoffs? Seven. Te- seven teams make the playoffs, right? The Chiefs are going to make the playoffs, right? The Chargers are going to make the playoffs. The Bills I, are going to make the playoffs. Somebody from the AFC South, somebody from the AFC North. Yeah. I mean, maybe is Russell Wilson's getting a wild card game and beating a, a who? A Colts team but, or something? But, but, but again, come on. We know this, Joe. It's one game. Like, like that. That's it's one where... game. It's one game. But I'm just looking at their division. I don't, I don't think the Broncos can win the AFC West. I think anybody can win that division, to be honest. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I think the two teams that play tonight are the teams that can win that division. I think, I think getting lost in the mix of all this Russell hoopla is one of the worst coaching performances I've ever seen that I still don't understand. If you're going to pay Russell Wilson this money, let the guy do a fourth down and five. I mean, you saw the Manicast. You saw Peyton Manning. Call timeout. Like, like they were going crazy. Shannon Sharp. Okay, listen, I agree with you 100%. But I'm going to I'm going to go back to the conversation here. Does Tom Brady even like we you have we have we're not talking about a rookie head coach or a second year whatever head coach. We're talking about Tom Brady on the Patriots with Belichick. Belichick goes we're kicking that. You think Tom Brady lets him kick that? Does Patrick Mahomes let Andy Reid make that decision? Well, they wouldn't do it though. I don't think they're that. You know, but I'm saying, let's say, let's say Belichick said we're running out the field goal. What the kind of what kind of dumb shit Brady 
the fuck are you talking about, Bill? We're not fucking doing it. Yeah, no, you're right. That's what Brady would say. Yeah. Old Captain Cringe, though, takes 20 seconds standing in the fucking thing before calling a timeout. And then, you know, goes over and hugs Jackson Mahomes while they fucking get the get the field goal unit lined up. Like, this guy, I just, I think that's a factor. Well, he's a pushover for sure for allowing that to happen. Dude, you're... You're the vet quarterback. You this is your what tenth, eleventh year in the league. You're the you're the guy on your team. You tell that rookie coach, no, I can convert a fourth and five, and let's try to get 10, 15 yards closer. Let's ride. Let's, ride. let's kick. You know how many you know how many yards we need for a first down? Five. Like the low fives I threw out. I came on the field. Let's five. You know he's I you know I'm just gonna kick it. <laughs> I think we should five. Um, you know what? You're not instilling a lot of confidence in me here. Let's uh, let's kick it. I just don't let's understand. Go for a, let's go for a record-breaking field goal. Like from a coaching perspective, I just don't understand. I I, I can't try to understand it because I feel like you can't rationalize. How are you not like four five? We're not asking a ton because remember they even said both Eli and Peyton were like okay because that was like a long third down. Remember like okay now it's like fourth and five is totally manageable. And you have a timeout. It's like, how good is the fucking Manning cast, dude? Oh, it's so good. It's the best thing ever. Dude, the, Saqu- the Saquon, the, the Eli Saquon Easter quote was legendary. Saquon was pretty boring. Yeah. But, but that you know, conversation what, was hilarious. The, the ball, I felt like the ball busting was ramped up a little between Eli and Peyton. Yeah. I mean, Eli was just getting. Dig after dig on big bro. Yeah. Like Eli, in my opinion, he's really finding his groove. I know that's the first one of the season, but he had a whole season under his belt of that broadcast. Shannon Sharp is insane for the record. Like yeah. insane. But uh, I, I, listen, I know. L- let me, let's just take this opportunity to, to have a, a quick side note conversation about kind of what we're talking about. Um, obviously, I am the world's biggest Eli Manning stand. Like, come at me, bros, if you think you stand Eli Manning harder than me. I'm also a bit of what I consider a Russell Wilson truther um, and have argued, you know, against Russell. But, like, isn't this a prime example? Like, everybody has always been critical of Eli. Maybe, maybe, maybe Eli's overrated, blah, 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 blah. But, like, when you see the Manning cast, and his personality, isn't it the fucking complete opposite of Captain Cringe? No, like, it can't is. You, can't it is. you see every single person in the locker room being like, liking it? Yeah. And being and, like, I fuck, I stand my king. And I agree. Like, that's a real thing that is really overlooked. I think, especially at the quarterback position, you could be who you could be Dan Campbell at tight end or you could be Gronk at tight end. But like, we're talking about the quarterback position. You want your teammates to be with you. And, and I think most great quarterbacks have that. That is what's interesting about Russell Wilson. He seems to be an outlier. Of all the, If you list all the great quarterbacks in the past however many years, or forever, to be fully honest, you don't really hear guys complain about them, or they, they, they might not all agree with somebody. 
but you feel like they they have their back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like like for all this shit that's happened in Green Bay and with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, no one's ever said anything bad about him from the Packers. Right. And 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 Geno Smith is like a uh, Geno Smith is a weird through line. Remember when they benched Eli for Geno Smith and like all the old Giants were like this fuck, get McAdoo the fuck out of here. Like old Giants were coming out of the woodwork to be like this is fucking shameful. Meanwhile, Geno Smith replaces fucking Russell Wilson in Seattle and Doug Baldwin's putting up fucking smiling cheerleader gifts. This is what I think where Russell's at. This is where I think he's getting more cringe. And here's why. He married a pop megastar. And now he's got a whole team around them. They both do, right? So like she had her team. He had a team. Now they're just now. And then her whole background story with being with a rapper you know what i'm saying like 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 where he's mr christian dork and i think he it's like he's ramping it up i feel and i'm just suspecting this you probably will agree with me i feel he doesn't realize that he's the butt of the joke right we're laughing at you bro not with you i'm gonna get say it as well i think pete carroll was protecting him in seattle and everybody Everybody criticized Pete Carroll and everybody was on team Russ and everybody was let Russ cook and whatever. I just think Pete Carroll was like, bro, let's just like, let's get, I mean, we don't have to be out there all the time. We don't have to be doing this. And then he was like, he's free. He's fucking, he's the star. He's the big free agent thing. And now he gets to peacock a little bit. And the whole world's being like, oh, man, did Pete Carroll keep us from realizing this guy's the world's biggest fucking dork? I think that's a great point. You're probably right. I think Pete Carroll did protect him. It was interesting, the play calling. And Peyton Manning kept talking about it. They just keep putting him under center. Like, like I would argue the way that game was scripted and called, that was almost a throwback Seattle game call. They were running, and they were running effectively. And... He hit the one deep ball. He underthrew it, but it was the touchdown. Wouldn't you argue? Because he didn't make any big mistakes. I wouldn't argue Russell had like any big mistakes. They kept it pretty simple. And said, if everywhere you go through the different offense coordinators he had, if the, if people just keep coming back to that, if people just keep coming back to the under center, the play action, the establish the run, the like, let's roll you out. Let's try to get the big play action deep ball from time to time. You, then you're not Justin Herbert, are you? No, but I don't think anybody like like who's whoever said he was Justin Herbert. Um, I'll pull it up right now. Uh, at eight ball Johnny on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> at eight ball Johnny on Twitter. He I mean, he, he tweeted uh, that he's basically taking notes laughing at everybody who has Herbert over Russell Wilson. Brandon he never forgets. Never forgets. And, and he's, but for the record, he still threw it too much. I mean, threw 42 times. Obviously, they were like losing, but like a lot of that's at the end, but that's what they want, right? They got 103 rushing yards as a team. Like, I, I don't know. Like they, they ripped off some good runs. The, the two-headed monster they have at running back. That's going to be their... Their formula, but like, Listen, 
taking you from a Kobe defender to the world's greatest Kobe truther is is probably one of my great moments. But breaking you down this season into into like when I have you in week seventeen trashing Russell Wilson with me, my my life cycle will be complete, and I will but, hand this microphone. I will hand this microphone over to somebody else. Be like, my work here is done. But it's not. It's not even a matter of me trashing. It's just he's no, getting, not yet, not yet, not he's, yet. He's giving. And again, I still think I don't care what as cringy as his TikToks or videos or whatever the hell he does. Like th- that to me doesn't negate what he's done on the field. Look, I still think he is a Hall of Famer. I still think he has had a great career. You know, you can debate where he sits top, whatever, where he's ever been as a top five quarterback, debate all that. That's all debatable and that's fine. And that's fair game. Yeah, it's but, fair game. But, you know. But it's, I'm not. It, but, but it might be coming more and more clear that he's Philip Fudge and Rivers with an elite defense for the first couple of years of his career. But that's fine. I also said Philip. Right. Rivers, Philip Rivers no. is a Philip Rivers right. is a Hall of Fame quarterback, in my opinion. No, so, no doubt about it. No doubt so, about it. For, so it, Hall of Fame quarterback Christian Dork, who could never be the leader of a championship team. But see, I would I would disagree. I think. Hands down, Russell's a bigger dork and bigger like 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 dude. Philip Rivers, people loved him. Like we've had Sean Merriman on the show, yeah, three, four, five times. I agree, like, I agree, I agree. Like, I'm not, like I'm not Sean, arguing with it. Sean loves Philip Rivers. Yeah. They come from completely different backgrounds, completely yeah. different backgrounds. But Philip was a shit talker. He might have not been swearing. Guys love Philip Rivers. At this point, I don't know who loves Russell Wilson. The only guy who seems to have really loved him was. Um, why am I forgetting his name? I'm now mixing up Seattle wide receivers. Who's on their team right now? Lockett. Yeah. Who's also a mega Christian. Right. Who's claiming he's not going to have sex till he's married. Right. He's a born again virgin. So it's like, that's the through line with the Russ love. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing stuff. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm missing Metcalf being big Russell Wilson. I don't remember hearing much from Marshawn Lynch about love and Russ. I don't know. In fact, that's a great conversation. What the hell is Marshawn Lynch talking about with Russell Wilson? That's a podcast in itself. Yeah. He probably can't even look at him without thinking about the goal line. This sure. Mother, this motherfucker. I still think they win 10 games. If Joe. it ain't old interception Jones. But he's going to win f- 10 games. He's by far also, the biggest dork. I think they missed the playoffs, and I and I think and I, I I would bet almost anything that they don't win a playoff game. You know, Russell is to the point of cringe that he makes Tim Tebow look like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> like that's to the point of cringe. You are man. Just stop with the videos. Whoever's running your PR, whoever is handling your social media, make it stop, please. Just make it stop. Actually, don't because I love laughing at how yeah. stupid it is. God. It's well, it's like it's like, you know, posting that video and then somebody, what did somebody respond on on our social media on dirty sports? It's like uh it's like somebody wrote. Yeah, there's been so many responses. Um by the way, the responses under that were so funny to me. 
Somebody wrote, Ciara actually gets boned by this dude, to which I responded from Dirty Sports. There's no actual proof of that. Yeah. Like, we don't have any actual proof that they're having sex. I'm being honest. You can say they have kids. Well, there's other ways to have kids. Yeah. Listen, no one's a bigger Tom Cruise fucking stan than this guy. But when he was jumping on the couch, and I was like, oh, he bangs Nicole Kidman. Does he? Does he? <laughs> He's dating Katie Holmes. Does he? Does he? Yeah. I When I think of Russell Wilson having sex, I think of the Dave Chappelle trading spouses sketch where he wants to turn the lights off, and he said he has his pajamas on. Chappelle's playing the white guy. Yeah. And he says he has to put his penis through the hole in his pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's how I picture Russell Wilson having sex. I think of that sketch. Who, who's the comic? Uh, I th- and I also think of the Chappelle sketch where, man, you corny. Uh, who's when they're doing the player haters ball? Uh, God, why am I forgetting? I'm losing my mind. Larger black comic. He passed away. He had like diabetes. He was overweight. Patrice. Patrice. Yeah. There's a line, Patrice goes, you corny. Like I think when I see that video, I just think of uh him yelling at Russ is he's a he's the corniest dude that's ever played in the NFL. It's at least. Con. It's Russ. He's a big lump of knobs. Ruth is still not really on TikTok. No, I'm not on TikTok. Bro, the corn, the corn song is like a mega hit. Somebody needs to. It's I haven't been on TikTok a lot lately, but somebody must have done it for Russ. So there must be a Russ corn song crossover. Do it. It's Russ. Make it happen, Joe. You, you, you have the you're 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 the pilot of this dirty sports TikTok. So it's at the dirty sports on TikTok. That's right. We have so, one piece of content up there so far, but more more shall come. So you're maybe, saying maybe a, maybe a Russ corn song crossover. So you're saying I should download TikTok and start doing videos for Dirty Sports TikTok. Fuck yeah. You know what Russ needs? You know what he needs to get in his life that maybe will make him cooler? Actually, not maybe. It will 100% make him cooler. He's got some Miller Lite in his life. I agree. I think this could be this could be a game changer. This is like Russell Wilson getting like, listen, Russell Wilson's cringe might be too powerful for Miller Lite. But if there's one golden elixir on planet Earth that could uncringe somebody, it is Miller Lite. Like, think about the dorky kid who goes to college, has has his first ever beer and then just suddenly becomes like a whole different person. Russell Wilson needs to get himself a six pack of Miller Lite. And just. Monitor how he feels after each one. Six over the course of a long night. Like you could you could put that a six pack Russ. Yeah. That could that could change everything. You no, know I, where I he is in Denver, that that uh that geographic area is sort of known for uh, an, a a cringy beer. Like, but like all, Russell but also, the, also the same company as Miller, but yeah. But we, but you know who we're nothing, talking about. Nothing like the golden elixir that is the original light beer. Miller Lite. Russ, Russell needs a six pack of Miller Light in his life. Yeah. Let's let's get him that. Let's let's get him a six pack. 
And if you're watching Russ, if anybody or- knows Russell's uh, home address, go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty and Sport. dirty sports, dirty sports, excuse me, and have some delivered. Yeah. Help our boy Russ out. Send him some Miller Lite. MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports. Correct. Or if you're watching Russ play yourself or watching one of your favorite teams during this football season, order yourself some Miller Lite. It tastes like beer because if you're a beer lover, you don't want watered down flavor. You want the original light beer. Football season brings back the big hits. So reach for the biggest hit of them all. Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer is sold or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You know, Andy, in the in the summer, I say, oh, I, I just want to see your Miller Lights on the golf course. I want to see your Miller Lights at the ballpark. But goddamn, if a couple people didn't send us pictures of them at an NFL game last weekend, at a college game last weekend, sitting on their couch with their TV set up in front of them and a Miller light in the foreground and me just going, this is it. This is the web that is Dirty Sports. We're all connected in this world. We're all connected by energy. As Bill Walton would say, it's like, you know, at some point you sit around on your couch and you're, you're drinking your Miller light. And you're putting that energy out there in the world. And that's it. It's just particles of Pilsner dust connecting us all. And when I see it on the interwebs, it warms my heart. Yes. That the rest of Dirty Sports Nation is out there throwing down Miller lights. So continue that. Tweet us, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you're going to do. Tag us, tag Miller Light. Send those pictures. If you're having the original Pilsner during the uh, football games. Okay, let's let's move on. We've talked a lot of Russ. We've really given him a lot of attention. Let's move on to some other things, like the Suns owner being suspended for a year and fined $10 million. <laughs> Good little segue there. Yeah. I just threw a little Dr. Evil $10 million. I know. It's so ridiculous. So the NBA... And Adam Silver have given a punishment to the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA team, Robert Sarver, and it found that he had a pattern of using racist language and demeaning women during his 18-year tenure atop the franchise. So he can't do anything with the team for a year, and he's fined a whole $10 million. It's a, it's a pretty powerful number, I think. I know there's been a lot of criticism. Why can't the team be taken away? And why wasn't it more? Why wasn't it longer? I mean, one year, $10 million. I think it's a slap on the wrist. Personally. Really? Yeah. I understand because the owners don't want to get one, rid of one of their own. Right. He's worth over $800 million cash. What is $10 million? I mean, listen. So eight that that's that, that means you have eighty dollars and you spend one dollar. Yeah. But an eightieth of your net worth. 
I look, I look, I just think to me, these are all symbolic gestures for the most part. Look, I don't care what they do. You do what you want. But I think the precedent was set with Donald Sterling. Now, Adam Silver knew this was going to happen. People were going to bring that up. And he defended it. And he said, what we saw in the case of Donald Sterling was a blatant racist conduct directed at a select group of people. It's difficult to know what is in someone's heart or in their minds. We heard those words. Again, they had the actual audio. And then there was a follow-up from the league office that became public, as well as Mr. Sterling's testimony about his actions. In the case of Robert Sarver, this is the Suns owner. Uh, yeah, also, Donald Sterling, don't forget, Donald Sterling was also a racist slumlord who had been sued for being racist multiple times. Look, I, I, I just think that, again, they can do what they want. I, I'm not here to basically like, like, like it's, it's one of those things that I don't know what is in this investigation, but they've set themselves up to be highly criticized based on the Donald Silver. Wouldn't you agree? Or Donald yeah. Sterling? Yes, but I, also did they force Donald Sterling to sell? They did they have to sell. I think they did. Yeah. Here's here's the the thing, um, and I'm not. I'm certainly not. I mean, everybody knows how I feel on this show about fucking out and out racists and and whatever. And we've we've talked about racist owners and when it comes to Kaepernick, when it comes to Donald Sterling, when it comes to whatever, when it comes to the Houston Texans guy and what he said. But the bottom line is. It's not illegal to be racist. It's not illegal to be a racist piece of shit. Sure. You can, you can be like, I'm a racist piece of shit and I own this pillow company, right? Like, so aren't you allowed to be a racist piece of shit and own a basketball team? Now, it doesn't, it, it obviously doesn't jive with fucking what you want a league that's is, made up of black men to be. Well, that's my point. Out. So, right. so, so it's like, from a optics standpoint, if your league is like 80% young black men. But that was the thing with the optics of re remember when it happened with the Clippers, remember the Clippers all going out there in the black shirts and doing like a warm up thing and being vocal about so like, they don't want their league to fall apart and maybe listen, I think that is the end game here. If, if you're somebody out there complaining, I know LeBron sent a couple tweets about it. If you're out there complaining about the fact that Robert Sarver gets to keep his team, this it ain't over yet. Let's see the Suns refuse to go on the floor. Well, I was yeah. about to I was about to bring that up. I was about to bring it up. The power, you know, the power truly is to the people. So Chris Paul as well tweeted about it which I find very interesting because you play for the Suns. So if you guys really have an issue with it, whether it's Chris Paul or anyone else, especially the players on the Suns, you're 100% right. And I made that same critique with the Clippers and Sterling when it happened. Guys, it's, re like, it's really easy. Just don't show up for work. So I agree with you there. Like, like that's where it's at right now. If the and Suns... I, I and, and I think that has potential of happening, but I think what's more likely to happen is by the time, you know, basketball rolls around, 
regular season games roll around. Next thing you know, it's the you know five millionth story under the pile. I agree. But my point is, is it's not illegal for him to be a racist piece of trash. No, no, and you're and you're but, right. But but it but it is detrimental to the league, which is why they did what they did, and it is there is an opportunity here to be like, no, fuck this dude. Like either. And, and not just the Suns. if LeBron wants to tweet about it, you know, he could be like, fuck you. Like, let's do this as a league. But, but I don't see that happening. I agree. And not because these guys, you know, not because, Oh, then you don't stand for anything or you're a cop out or you're a fraud or you'll say something, but you won't. It's like, there's, you know, all these guys have a ton of shit they have to deal with in life. Like LeBron James has a lot going on. Like, I don't think he's got to be responsible, single-handedly responsible for new ownership at the Suns. But like Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, you know, our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Like it, this is your, this is your fucking squad. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I agree that that that'll be the interesting one for me. Chris Paul, the Suns, how it actually plays out with their teammates. Because money talks, right? The blackhead coach of the yeah. Suns. Money talks, man. If you're making millions of dollars. And, and, and by the way, I am not here to judge any of these guys as far as what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm not here to judge a player on the Suns. I just won't. If, if you say, hey, man, this guy said some racist shit, but I make a hundred million dollars and I'd rather have that money. Like I'm not here to call and you. I'm, right. And I'm certainly not going to be one of the, the incredibly over the top egregious pieces of shit in sports media. Like the clay Travis's of the world who will say, well, if you're going to tweet it, then fucking don't play. It's like, you can also make your opinion known. You're the star of the fucking Phoenix suns. You don't agree with this. You don't think he should be the owner and then go out there and fucking play basketball and do your job. You don't have to be like, I'm not requiring anybody to be a fucking freedom fighter just because they you're allowed to have an opinion and not be a freedom fighter. You're allowed to be like, I'm pro choice and not go out and stand at fucking, you know, March. hundred percent. Right. A hundred percent. So, you know, that's, but, that's what the that's what that subsect of sports media loves to do. These guys shouldn't have an opinion. And then if they do have an opinion, then they have to quit work and wear homemade shoes that weren't made in a factory, that weren't fucking that don't that don't carry any products that but but to that you know, to that I'll say this. I'll I'll say this. If Chris Paul and he didn't do this, I, I think he's definitely walk, but based on his tweets, he's like walking a line. He's disappointed. He's not coming right. hard. If Chris Paul came out hot. Like, fuck this. This is like, if he came out way hot on tweets, I would say, okay, man, there's something you can do. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't. I'm saying if somebody does come in so hot, this is wrong. This is fucked up. This is terrible. I don't want to play for this guy. Well, then don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I think I would, in that regard, I would say, then don't play for him. But when it comes to money, look, we all in our life have to make decisions. We do. Like, I think it's a fair point. People have 
their own families, their own people to take care of. Like, what are you willing to take money for? And, and, and that's for each of us to kind of decide and whatever. But at the end of the day, I think it was light with the Donald Sterling. I just think they set the price. I don't think it's over though. Okay. I don't think it's over. I think the reactional players, I think it'd be different if the league was in session right now. I think that it could be, you know, we could have seen all things, but I don't necessarily think it's over. I think a lot of that stuff came from pressure from players and pressure from the media. And right now it's crazy, but we're in between week one and week two of the NFL. This is only going to cause so much drama. Remember the Donald Sterling thing happened in the pl- the NBA playoffs. True. Sports media is like, dude, Russell Wilson's high-fiving nobody. We'd love to talk about <laughs> racism in the NBA, but like Captain Cringe is at it again. I mean, we led with that. Yeah. You're right. I just got a, I just read a message. And I did have this on the rundown, seeing some of the comments in YouTube. Can you guys please address Roger Federer's retirement? Yeah, I actually put it on the rundown. I mean, he, like, how can we not? He's an all-time great. 20, 20 uh, Grand Slams, is that what it is? Ma- major Majors, titles. They call them. Yeah. Grand Slam championships yeah and he had the record he soared past pete sampras and then he's now third behind uh Djokovic and nadal right yes nadal 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 what a golden age of tennis huh yeah like this is the best age there's ever been right yeah and the americans just stink which is kind of wild Except on the women's side, obviously their goat yeah. also just retired. Yeah. Wild. I I never I have I never like saw these guys play. I never saw Federer play. Obviously. Ever? You never watched them play tennis? Like live. Right. I actually did watch them play live at out at Indian Wells. I watched them lose live. What like I don't know enough about tennis. Like, I don't know what the state of tennis is right now. Like, is it good? Is it bad? I think, what, what was, I, think it's, I think it's pretty good. I feel like it's pretty good. I have to say, I was looking at their feed, their Twitter feed, because I think the the Francis TFO story is it's I mean, it's been everywhere. It's a great story. It's a great rags to riches story with his family and being immigrants and coming over here. You know, it's it's a great story. And seeing that, I think it was the, was it the USA or the, some sort of tennis Twitter feed during the US Open? It was like a good Twitter. I was like, okay, I, I can gauge something by their social media. You know? Yeah. Like it's a good Twitter feed. Like baseball has a shitty Twitter feed. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Which makes me think the state of tennis is better. I don't know. I mean, we don't, I feel like this is a tug. So that, yeah, this is a total tug. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll Michael Costa. We'll, yeah, we got We got to get. We got to get their updates. I mean, I I watched a little bit of the U.S. Open, but again, 
I used to watch US Open a lot when I was in New York, go out there every once in a while, but like with baseball, you know, with the Mets playing the way they are, which lately isn't good, but you know, with them with them in a pennant race with football starting, it was just like Serena loses in the second round or the third round or whatever it was. That was kind of it. I was like, okay, well, buy US Open. I got other things to do. Yeah. No, for sure. Russell Wilson's playing air guitar. You're moving down. <laughs> you're moving down the fucking rundown. You know what's crazy? That's crazy. Like one of the greatest tennis players of all time retires, and we're just gonna throw in a two cents. We're like, but seriously, Russell Wilson is doing fake, I, fake. Tug, Tug's a Federer guy too. I think Tug. I think Tug would be. Tug might be on here arguing. Could Tug play Federer? I feel like they have a similar look. Could he play yeah, Federer? Floppy a, hair, tall. Yeah. Yeah. They got like that same good, similar build, same skin tone. Yeah. Could Tug play Federer in like a A and E bio, you know, biography yeah. of like yeah. biopic, whatever the hell they're called. I feel like if we asked Tug, Tug, could you play Roger Federer movie? He would say, "Let's ride." <laughs> okay. Full disclosure. Let's ride. I can't stop saying it. I know. I say it ironically. Me too. All the time, and then I think people think I'm saying it for real. No, but I don't even say right. Like it's now just it's in my vocabulary. I'm right. I'm I'm here a lot during the day with the dog, so I'll be like, "Hey, Roscoe, let's walk." You know, like yeah. when I'm when I'm ready to take him for a walk, and I just I keep doing it. Like I do, I'll say, I do I'll say it out loud to myself. Like, like let's. I do it in the yeah. I do it in the voice, and then I think people don't know what I'm even referencing. They're like, "Why'd you just talk like that?" That's right. But isn't there? Isn't um? What was the movie with Nick? cage it was like the pre fast and the furious gone in 60 seconds i think so angelina jolie in that too yeah i think he gives us a let's ride in that too if i'm not mistaken which by the way almost as cringy of a nick cage russell wilson i never saw that movie it was pretty good it was essentially a Fast and the Furious. They're like car thieves. I saw your boy. Uh, Let's ride. Your boy Ed O. Made the oh, news yeah. a couple weeks ago. Did you see this? I did see it. I mean, Andy, you know the dirt balls. You know the dirt balls. How many of them you th- over under? How many of them you think he sent me that? The thing on Ed O. Yeah. The thing to him talking about his buyout. Five. Closer to 10. Okay. It's a pretty funny clip. This is from last week. He's talking about, so, so coach Ed Orgeron's buyout was 17.1 million. And I'll pull up the clip. This is him talking about uh, the buyout. And how it all played out. I'm so grateful of my time, fellas. You that was my opportunity. You know, coaches got a shelf. Some coaches got 50 years, some coaches got 12. Mine was six. Good. I gotta tell you, we had a meeting. Say, coach, things are not going well. No shit. Ray Charles can see that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> He comes in with a Ray Charles blind joke. Yeah, you love it. You love to hear it. (laughs) 
And there we go. And, and Scott Woodward is a friend of mine that I really, really, a lot of respect for the way they handled me. So and, what's uh, next? Well, well I got to tell, tell you this, though. Say, Coach, you got $17.1 million on your contract. We're going to give it to you. <laughs> I said, what time do you want me to leave? What door do you want me out of, brother? <laughs> I said, damn. I said, damn. Walk me out of here like Helen Keller. Like I can't see. Like I can't hear. Like I can't take nothing. But give me that big old bag. What time you want me to leave? What door you want me to walk out of? Now, do I get one of those big old checks like a Happy Gilmore? <laughs> or you just give it to me in a bag? How big is $17.1 <laughs> million? Do I need to get my friend here with his truck? Oh, shit. We're going to give it to you. Today? I'll get it all today. You ever see Breaking Bad? That man laying on all the cash? Trying to do that when I get home. Can I get it in singles? Unbelievable. Could you do it like how Andy Ruther paid Andy Lazarus so I can swim in it like Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> I always wanted to dive in, come up spitting gold coins. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, when I was a coach at LSU Tigers, I used to tell everybody, suck my tiger dick. Now I say, Scrooge my Tiger McDuck. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Coach Edo. Holy shit. Dude, he'd be at the top of my list, guys I'd like to go out with. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 not just Andy getting my getting my oversized suburban. We're going to pick up ladies at the gas station. Or I picture him in like a giant Rolls Royce, like some no, old. He de he definitely has like a absolutely fucking pimped out Chevy Tahoe. And he takes it to the, he rolls down to the gas station, and then when hot girls pump gas, he goes. You know, once they gave me a big old check for $17.1 billion, get in the fucking truck. <laughs> you think him, I, and I, I bet this a week later, I wonder if this happened. You think after they won that title, based on like the things we've now seen, you think he was raging with like Burrow and Jamar Chase and those guys? Yeah. And I think he sent a private jet to Hollywood to pick up Rob Schneider and Rob Schneider just stood in the corner going, you can do it. <laughs> I just, I just want to hear a story of him partying with that title team. And then being like, man, coach was all fucking lit. And he left with this girl. She was like some hot, like mid forties, like divorced MILF coach. O was just motorboating her in the bar. Slamming hurricane. I, I feel like you walked out. You had all this teammate, and right before you left, the music stopped. He's like, "All right, I'm going." But just know one thing: I may not be Mike Shishovsky. I may not be the coach of the Louisiana State University Tigers forever. But I'll tell you one thing: that is forever. Anybody ever talk about this? I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Have a good night, boys. Enjoy your championship.
And they're all like, we're never, <laughs> ever, ever telling this story. Holy shit. I may man. go back to McNeese State, but you can be sure of one thing. You ever talk about this, you'll be finding yourself on your McNeese in front of me. I have my gun in your mouth. <laughs> And by my gun, I mean my tiger dick. <laughs> oh, we need we need Coach O. You ever talk about this? You're gonna wake up to six pair of eyes, six six eyes in front of you. It's gonna be my nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Say, we here <laughs> to to fuck your McDuck up. I just can't right now. Don't make me have to call the rescue rangers. <laughs> Coach O's fucking killing Ruther today. Oh my god, dude. These ducktails reference. I mean in the spin-offs. <laughs> You're like bringing me back to my childhood. You know, what I love so many of our listeners are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Oh, my God. Tears in my eyes. God, he's just a national. Just a, he's a national treasure. One one quick story I haven't gotten to that. It's, it's just irrelevant, but it makes me laugh. It just shows the state of like the World Cup. So the World Cup is this year which I always forget because it's going to be in the winter because they're doing it in the middle of a desert. Right. Which again is like talk about things that can be bought. So it's in, I never know how to pronounce it. Qatar, Qatar. How's it pronounced? I've heard it both ways. Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. Okay. So this is the headline. Qatar warns world cup fans about sneaking alcohol at the country. Dude, this is literally where the world cup's going to be. Fans traveling to the 2022 World Cup will not be able to take alcohol for personal consumption into Qatar with the head of the country's safety and security committee saying specific measures are in place to take action against anyone attempting to smuggle liquor in their luggage. Alcohol is strictly, although alcohol is strictly restricted in Qatar, drinking in public can lead to fines up to, I don't fuck, why are you, why you list this in American dollars? whatever this number is in prison sentences, it can be, it can be purchased inside hotels. And to basically this is, this is where you're doing the world cup. You, you want to bring in drunk football fans from all over the world and say, you guys can't be boozing unless you're like in the stadium. Yeah. I just think this is, this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever fucking seen. Like the world cup is supposed to be a drunken, debacle of celebration that's all i want to say about that i just think i just think fuck you world cup fuck you fifa i ain't watching football in america is going to be on you're idiots for putting it in a country that literally can't even let people drink you can't even drink where's the fun in that no but that's it's everything that's wrong with fifa right just like getting getting bribed to go to the next spot against their own yeah guess their own best interests like you're not you're not benefiting the game or the sport by putting in a country where this is is 
full of just all these, you know, restrictions. Religious zealots. Yeah. Like, what are By we the doing? way, we just, we got a DM this morning. I got, or you're on this as well. Did you see this from this morning? The, uh, the Russell Wilson burner account investigation. I responded. Oh, you did? With oh, the with the GIF. Oh, yeah, that's you. That is kind of wild. So somebody replied under the Richard Sherman anti-Russell Wilson tweet, if only you put this much energy into your out-of-wedlock son as you do hating on Wilson, grow the hell up, little boy. And Eric Drake, our boy Eric Drake, said, need a DS investigation on this account. Account was created in 2013, over 7,000 tweets. Most of them are all about defending Russ and Ciara. Do I smell a burner? Is there a Russ Wilson burner account out there? So according to Dirtball Eric Drake, this account was created nine years ago, over 7,000 tweets, and most of them defending Russ and Ciara. I bet Russ has giant stands, though, as well, because he's a Jesus guy. So the Jesus guy, get they get like... Jesus freak fans. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen there. It sh- I feel like the guy who's behind this account should rebrand as Jesus 101. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Never, never gets old. Never gets old. Do you want to uh, make some picks? Yeah, let's fucking ride. <laughs> let's fucking ride. So we head into week two. We're, we're gonna we're gonna start off with a uh, a great game. And as always, dirt balls this whole NFL season. And I see some of you guys are already jumping on board with our friends at Prize Picks. You got to do it. There's no waiting. You got all football season to make some great plays here at Prize Picks. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm already looking at uh, at tonight's game. Once again, Prize Picks is a basically you're competing. You're not competing against other people. You're competing against the available projections. And it's not I'll just t- let me just let me just say this about Prize Picks. I um, have have dabbled through the years in different daily fantasy games. Um, and none of them have really been my cup of tea. I think that there's a lot of different ways. A lot of people do fantasy. A lot of people do their gambling things on the side. A lot of people do whatever. And, and for, um, for the football fanatics, having some sort of daily fantasy thing, um, has always been a great way to round out, you know, uh, competing in the NFL. The the different daily fantasy companies on none, none of them have ever piqued my interest, not nearly as much as prize picks. I like the prize picks, I don't even know what it would call it, like world, like the way you can wait set up picks. Yeah. yeah. The way it's set up is great. It really is, guys. I mean, we're looking at projections, you make your play on it. Like right now, uh, you know, I always love doing the quarterbacks. Right now. Justin Herbert, 285 and a half yards. Patrick Mahomes, 303 and a half yards. Are they going to throw more or less than that amount of yards tonight? I'm going to go more on both. I might go more on Herbert, less. No, I might go more on both. I might go more on both. I might go more on 
more on Herbert, less on Mahomes. I like Mahomes with a bunch of touchdowns and like maybe 300. Yeah. So, so really hop on over, download prize picks today and play daily fantasy with us. Joe and I will be playing along. Make sure you use promo code dirty when you download prize picks. And most importantly, all first time users. So if you haven't heard about prize picks, this is for you that deposit and use promo code dirty will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So get in there. Even if you don't, you know, get in there and play around. You don't have to, you don't have to deposit your life savings, but get in there, make a deposit, get a hundred percent back. And, 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 and then, and then you can decide where to go from there. And if you, and if you don't want to put a hundred dollars, guys put $20 in and they're going to give you 20 bucks back. So, you know, no excuse. Hop on board. Go ahead and do that today. They'll take care of you and uh, we'll play along. I, I think uh, this is uh, let's, let's look at, let's look on prize picks. Let's look on passing touchdowns. Mahomes more or less than two and a half. Ooh, it's tough to go more than, but I, I could, I could see it. Do you think this ends up being a low-scoring game because everybody's projecting it to be so high? It's a good question. I mean, it is. Can't say. I mean, I could. I could also see it just being that Rams, that Rams Chiefs game we went to on Monday night. I could just see it being. That was everybody, insane. Everything that everybody's expecting it to be. That was insane. So let's let's go let's hop in now and let's look at the uh, the spreads on this. The Chiefs are at home and they're four point favorites. Two great two great games last year, Joe. They, they like Herbert's Herbert's going head to head with him since he entered the league. I think yeah. they've split. I think they're two and two. I think they've split the last four meetings. So Herbert's basically going head to head with him. Everyone's I, on every. Let me say this. Everyone's on. Everyone's the on the chart. Everyone's on the Chiefs for yeah. this game. For this game, because they they just they looked awesome last week. Yeah, I think the Chargers revamp defense is going to be a huge help. I think the Chargers cover the spread, and I think they win. I think so. Here's the thing. I think the Chargers can win this game, and the general gambling rule is don't pick a dog unless you think they can win outright. Um, and I think that they can, and I could see this game coming down to a field goal and that would make a chargers cover, but I am also riding. I think the chiefs win this game. I don't love four, but I'm going to ride with the chiefs. Okay. I'm on the Patrick Mahomes MVP chiefs win the AFC West. Bandwagon. I think right. they've I think they've slipped under the radar at this point, but I don't love it because I can for sure see this coming down to a kick at the end of the game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving along, we have Jets against the Browns. That's at the Browns. Browns are six and a half point favorites. Is that it? Does it really matter who's playing quarterback for the Jets? It's a big it's at, spread. It's at the Browns. Uh, it's in, it's in Cleveland. Yeah, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Browns. I I didn't love how the Browns looked last week, but I just think I just think the Jets for all Jets. the hype. Jets gonna jet. Offensive line is trash. Defense is meh. Quarterback's old. I think the Browns proved something just in winning that game last week. Well, I'll tell you Browns, what. I think Joe, I think the Browns run the Jets to death. Joe, if they start two and zero, it I, I would argue it changes the whole per, percept like the perception of of them getting Deshaun Watson back with like six seven games. I, I'm saying Jacoby Briscoli. If if they start two and zero, then you're when like I, when I th- when I throw a paper in the garbage, a lot of people go Kobe. I go Briscoli. If they can somehow go, he's missing what eleven games. If they can go six and five, and then they get Watson back, because he'll be rusty a couple games. I think then it gets really interesting. Yeah. If they can just float above five hundred. I think the thing with this Browns team, it's like, you know, like I was talking about with my Giants, like, oh, my Giants are set up, like they could start four and zero right now, but like I'm not counting on it. But like if you if you go to this Browns team, it's really like they get off. Obviously, that was a big win for them, and then they get the Jets. But then they go Steelers. You know that's that's by no means a pushover. It's a game. The Falcons they're probably favored in that game, but they could lose to the Falcons. Then you got Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals. Yeah, it gets tough. Dolphins, Bills, gets Bucks. tough. Yeah. It's real tough. I think the Browns win. I don't think they cover. I'm going to take the dog in this. I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm going to take the dogs and go with the Browns. Washington at the Dan Campbells. Washington at Lions. The Lions are one and a half point favorites. All right, last year we took turns. We should get back to doing that. So I'll go first. You went first last. This is a tough one for me. Two bad teams, game I really don't care to watch. Am I drinking the Lions hype if I think they don't start 0-2? No. It is the Commanders. I'm going to say Lions win and cover. I'm going to say commanders win the game outright. I think and this is not, I'll, I'll be rooting for the lions this week. I'll be rooting for all the grit in the world. I would love to see the lions win. I think we're, I think we're due for like a week, six, six weeks into the season. People are like, is our Carson Wentz in the commanders for real? Because they sneak through a couple bad games, um, but I just also I just straight up don't believe in the. I'll I'll say this: I don't believe in the Detroit Lions being favored against anybody on planet Earth until they show me otherwise. Even at home was, against the Commanders, I think this. Well, first of all, they were they've. They've played worse teams at home under this during this streak of what was it, 30 something games where they were underdogs? 
So yeah, sadly, I think the Commanders win. Wow. If they start 0-2, and, and all those Lions fans were chirping that they would start 3-1. and one. I got to go to the Lions Reddit. I haven't been there for a minute. I got to see what what glass half full, ridiculous optimism the Lions fans. Well, wait till wait have. till wait till Monday and go when they're zero and two, and then see what kind of insanity they're dealing with. <laughs> A giant mental hospital over there. Those are Looney Tunes. Okay, Brady in the Bucks at your boy, Jameis Winston Saints. This should be a fun one. Two and a half should bucks. Be. Two and a half bucks favorites. We all know Brady struggles, man. Yeah. Brady struggles in New Orleans. They've had his number since he went to Tampa. I am going to go with Tom Brady goes into the dome and wins and covers. And here's why. It has nothing to do with Tom Brady. It has nothing to do with the Bucks. Has nothing to do with the Saints. Has all to do with Jameis Winston. I think if there's one thing we know about Jameis Winston, he's gonna be up and down. We saw good Jameis last week. I think that means bad Jameis is coming. Yeah, I agree. I'm over at Prize Picks right now. I mean, they're gonna be pre-game. Like, just think about the convo that Jason Light, aka Jameis, one of one. And Jameis are going to have, he's like, I want you to play well, but I also, you know, kind of want you to lose because it's the team I work for now, but I won't be tweeting during the game. Cause as you know, I don't tweet during games. That's part of my rule. It's Jameis one of one. Um, but like, I'm rooting for you to do well, but I want, and, and Jameis is me like, man, I'm confused. Are we trying to eat a W or you're trying to get me to eat an L. Yeah. This ain't alphabets. I ain't trying to eat all the lettuce. So I'm on prize picks. This might be an Andy Ruther. I don't know if it's a lock. It's a damn near lock pick of the week. Tom Brady's at more or less 275 and a half passing yards. I think that's way too high considering the Saints have a really good defense on the road. I will say Tom Brady will have less than 275 and a half passing yards. I like it. I'm going to go with the Saints. Saints to Let's win and cover. Saints are going to start 2-0. and Let's it. fucking go. All right. I'm up first. Your boys. New York football giants at home against the Carolina Panthers. You guys are two-point favorites. Interesting. I'm going to ride you guys. Giants win and cover. Let's fucking go, Andy Ruther. Come on board. Choo-choo. The Saquon train is leaving the station. You're on board. The Dable Express. This would be go. huge also for you guys. You guys start 2-0. Listen, here is this is something that even through the years of, of Giants Super Bowl glory, we've had, we've, we've lost the teams that we shouldn't lose to. But this is a new regime. It's at home, coming off that huge win. Not even, not even for a reverse jinx, can I go against them? We ride. 
the Giants train. Conversely, if the Panthers start 0-2, Baker Mayfield, Matt Rule, this is just it's like, where do you go? You're gonna have to reel off some wins. All right. Patriots, Steelers in Pittsburgh. The uh Steelers, I'm sorry, the Patriots. Wow. The Patriots are two point favorites. Yeah. This is an interesting one. I think, well, you're supposed to go first, but I, I think the Patriots. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first, actually. Okay. Uh, I thought that was a weird line for the Patriots to be favored by two there. But what does Vegas know that I don't know? And yes. I think maybe what I think maybe what they know is that Bill Belichick versus a Trubisky type is you know one guy playing ch- chess and the other guy playing with a wheel of cheese. So I'm going with the Patriots to win and cover. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You got Belichick versus Trubisky. The Steelers were turned. That's also division last week. That's there's bad blood with the Bengals and Steelers. Is there D going to play as well? Maybe. I doubt it. No TJ Watt. No TJ Watt. He's- oh, here's a fun, fun fact for your conspiracy theory, Andy. Eddie Ift, uh, known Steelers fan, right? Wasn't. Didn't follow the Steelers much because uh, he also did not like Rapeless Burger. Um, back on the Steelers train, Pittsburgh native. Um, I told him about the J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, Torn Peck conspiracy theory. And he said that there was a, you know, he's Mr. CrossFit. A few years ago in the CrossFit games, there was a couple of uh, um, different, I don't know, what do they call them? Circuit stops back to back where guys were going from like, you know, dips to some other thing. And they were having a run of torn pecs. And the guy who was put in charge of the thing was like, maybe we should mix this up. Is there something going on here? And one of the other guys was like, all these guys tearing their pecs are on steroids. I told Eddie if your theory, and he basically said, Watt Brothers, steroid users. Oh, so my Andy Ruther allegations, my allegedly allegations that they're on something. Yeah. Interesting. This is this is from host of the Wadcast, Eddie Ift. The plot thickens now. Yeah. I just like threw it out there. I was like, you know. Andy Ruther brought up a good point. Freak injury for two brothers to have. Yeah, they're training together. What are they doing? What else are they doing together? What are they popping together? Apparently steroids. You need to inject needles in each other's asses, or is that 1980s Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco? Yeah, yeah. Now we just take pills? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Is it cream? Is it a lotion? Not sure. It's a good question. So we're both riding with the Patriots this game. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Colts Jags in Jacksonville. Man, no respect for the Jags. Four point Colts faves. 
This is an interesting one because I'm kind of you go you go ahead. Yeah, I'm up first. I you know what? I just I, I just the Colts scare me too much. I don't know how to pick. I'm gonna take the Jags to cover because of that. I think it's gonna be a close game. I just don't know what to make of it, man. You know, I I'm I'm gonna do the same. Um, I'm I'm kind of on the Jags this year. Um, I think that they can be competitive in a lot of games. They were competitive in the Commanders game. I thought they were going to win that game. That was one of my Joey No Chill Moneyline picks of the week. Um, but they let me down. That makes me think maybe I should get off the Jags train before it goes, you know, off the rails. But at the same point, I did get burned on the, the Colts last week. I think the Colts, uh, it's in Jacksonville, correct? Yes. In Jacksonville, I could just see it being a field goal game. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. And, and I could see it being a field. I think there's two options here: field goal game at the end, or uh, Trevor Lawrence, Trevi backdoor. There you go. All right, Dolphins at Ravens. If I recall, this was a big Thursday night game last year where. The Dolphins really stuck it to Lamar. Wasn't that a big Thursday night game like in November yep. or December? Yeah. Yeah. Now this this year it's in Baltimore. Ravens are three and a half point favorites. I'm gonna play a call along with this. You think about what you want to pick. Three and a half Ravens favorites. We got a call from a Ravens fan about uh Lamar. So I'm glad to finally hear some from some Ravens fans. Hey, Joe and Andy, it's Mark uh, from Virginia uh, calling in for response to Lamar Jackson. Uh, so one thing I will uh, defend him on uh, from your last episode back on Monday, um, the injury that he su- su- sustained was on a passing play. It wasn't on a running play. That's the one thing I'll defend in terms of just him overall as a player. Uh, I am a Ravens fan through and through. Um, I have not unfollowed you guys, um, unlike some other uh, ones that have, as Joe said, cried into their cornflakes. <laughs> uh, but the, the one thing that I will say with Lamar, I agree with Joe in terms of like give him a max deal short term, especially at the current rate he's running. Um, and what you guys argued and disputed on last episode, uh, the key thing that I will say um, is the offensive coordinator. He is the one who's putting Lamar into this poor position in terms of having to run to be successful. As Joe mentioned last episode, if you have to run to be successful, you cannot be a top five quarterback. I can agree with that to some extent, but the offense coordinator has to go. That's my own two cents. Um, Joe, thank you for the Joe Prano money line of the week last week. Pittsburgh and your Giants came through for me. Um, stay dirty. And uh, condoms are for Washington Commanders slash Redskins slash football team fans. So uh, thank you for a reasonable call. Um, I will I will say a few things. And, and let me just say first, I'm picking the Ravens to win and cover. So I believe in Lamar Jackson's ability to be a winning quarterback on any given week in the NFL. Yes, he got hurt last year on a passing play. I don't care. What I care about 
What I care about is the wear and tear that you put a quarterback through by running him all the time. Where the injury happens, if it happens on him fucking walking his dog in the snow or whatever, it's like, I don't like the wear and tear that a quarterback goes through running the football. I think you should limit hits on your quarterback at all costs. He should never be touched in practice. He shouldn't play a preseason snap. He shouldn't whatever. This is your quarterback. You're talking, unless you don't know if he's your franchise quarterback and then do whatever the fuck you want with him. But once you know you have a franchise guy, put him in bubble wrap all the time. So that's on the where and when and how he got injured. The other thing is this offense coordinator thing. I believe Lamar Jackson is not good enough as a pure passer to be successful in the NFL without running the ball. I think if you're Lamar Jackson's offense coordinator, you have to come up with a game plan that wins games. Yeah, I agree. This is my opinion on Lamar. This is my opinion. Lamar Jackson could prove me wrong and be a pocket passer, or he could prove me wrong and be a running quarterback that stays healthy. But for me, for me, for Joe Prano, I don't see a quarterback who can become a stand-in-the-pocket all-game guy. And I don't like quarterbacks that take hits regularly. Now, if there could be some sort of adjustment where you use Lamar's legs in a way, fine. But I already think he's running way more than Josh Allen, and I think Josh Allen runs. They're running Josh Allen too much. Yeah, I think the way the offense was built was because of his deficiency as a passer. I could be wrong. You could be wrong. It's probably what they're doing, right? Because of his deficiency as a passer or because of his, you know, because he can run. Sure. But again, we talked about it with uh, Captain Cringe, Russell Wilson. The Seahawks changed how they ran him as far as the play calls. He ran a lot his first couple years, and they realized this is not sustainable. Go look at Russell Wilson, the amount of rushes. It just it just completely started dropping off because they had, they had to change it because they knew they wanted to keep him healthy. And it, it worked for nine-plus seasons. He didn't miss a game. Didn't miss a single game until his 10th right. year. So that makes me think they don't have the faith that he's capable of being an effective winning NFL quarterback without using his legs. With that being said, I also agree. I think the Ravens win and cover. And then everyone will be like, oh, maybe two is not. Everyone's already hyping two after one game. Okay. I'm up first here. Falcons at Rams, I believe. Yes, this is tied for the biggest. There's some big spreads. This is one of the biggest ones. Um, it's a 10-point Rams favorite at home. I'm going to go Rams. I, I don't like doing this this early in the season. I don't care. The, the you, you know, the Falcons showed up last week at the game. They got to win at home against a division rival. They don't. I think that spills over that negative juju into next week. They're going all the way across the country to L.A. They've had time to prepare, time to regroup. Everyone's the sky is falling, blah, blah, blah. No. 
the Rams offense shows up, the Rams defense shows up, the Rams win and they win convincingly. I just think it's too big a spread. I, I, I think that this Falcons team might do this the whole year. They might put a scare into people, win some games. They might put a scare into people, lose some games. Obviously, that was a terrible letdown. They let they let a Jameis Winston team come back. Um, maybe the Rams see something in that, see something to exploit. I could see it being, but to me, it's just too big for a team that's got that's just gonna like try to basically stay in the game by grinding with you. Yeah. Okay. All right, Russ's old team, Seahawks travel to the Niners. Big spread here for you to start it off, Joe. Niners are eight and a half point favorites. Yeah. They're, put, they're putting zero into that Monday night football win. This one uh doesn't isn't too big for me. I think the the Niners need a bounce back game. The Niners played in a monsoon. The Niners have to get clean shit up. They do. The Seahawks beat Russ. They have all that, you know, that was their Super Bowl. And I think they have a letdown game. I think it's a Niners win and cover. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of emotions. It's a short week. I, guys, the Seahawks are going to be bad. I don't think the Seahawks win seven games. I think they're going to be bad. It's one game. That was their Super Bowl. I think Giants, I'm sorry, Niners win and cover. All right, moving right along. The Bengals travel to... Dallas, where the Bengals are seven and a half point favorites. Honestly, okay, go ahead. You're first this time. I look, here's the thing Dallas has a pretty good D, but when you can't put points on the board, I think the Bengals figure it out, man. The, the only problem I is, th- I, I think this is the game that Bengals need right now. Yeah, the only problem is that a half point. Like th- this to me has like backdoor who's Dallas. Quarter- who's playing quarterback? Cooper Rush. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bengals. I'll jump you here. I'm taking the Bengals to win and fucking blow them out. Okay, that's what I was leaning towards. I was just saying I, I worry about the backdoor cover. But I say Bengals win and cover. And uh, if you want to follow along, I have some news. Gold Star's like, yo, we like Andy Ruther live tweeting. Last week was kind of a test run. They're like, we want you to live tweet every Bengals game to share. Whoa. There it is. So, so, so I adjust, so I po- adjust your bets accordingly. To so, the I po- curse. so I pose this. That's what I was about to pose this question. If I'm tweeting from Gold Star's account all season during Bengals games, this is the ultimate test for the Ruther curse. Like if the I Bengals, see, I, I think Gold Star should do a, I think you and Gold Star should combine on a recipe for the Ruther curse. What ingredients are involved in the Ruther curse? Obviously, Gold Star chili is involved, but what else? What else goes into the, goes into a pot to cook up a big batch of the Ruther curse? It's a good question. They got a lot of, you know, here's the thing. I know I keep saying this, but they're not just chili. That's the, they're not just chili over there. So, so they got, but there's also got, a lot of things that you can make with a chili base, you know, there is, but this is the test, man. I, I think if we're going to do a full Ruth or curse, if I got the keys to their Twitter at gold star chili, and I got the keys to that all season long during the games, 
and let's say the Bengals finish like seven and ten. <laughs> it's like, yo, this season's on Ruther. I'll, I'll just say this, and I'm not trying to mess with your profession, your money, as they say, but like they lose to the Cowboys. You gotta cut ties with Andy Ruther immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say that, Gold Star. I mean, I don't want you to. But for the sake of your brand. Yeah. Cooper Rush comes in and beats. I know. Beats well, I'll be honest. I you, I got some pressure, Joe, because with them being the Bengals partner, you probably didn't know this. Every time the Bengals win, every there's like 65, 66 Gold Star locations in the three states here, the three surrounding states. It's a buy one, get one free. Well, maybe they brought you in to save them money. <laughs> so, so, so every way th- less chilly. Well, every three, four and five way is a buy one, get one free after Bengals win the next day at any location. So it's like, it's good for their business. It gets people, you know, how I think, people I think if, the, if the Bengals lose to the Cowboys, they either have to cut ties with you immediately, or we need a, we need a gold star backed. Like like investigation like go see a psychic go see a doctor go see a scientist like we got to get to the bottom of the ruther curse let me ask this gold star's got that corporate chili money let's get let's yeah. get, let's fix andy ruther would you be like would you be i've tried to fix his life you know it's this is this is above fix your life's pay grade would you be like shocked if they lost yeah you would i'd be sh- i would Cause it's still a road game, man. It's a court. It's it's a quarterback league, man. The Cowboys put up three points, whatever it was, with Dak. You can go with Cooper Rush and beat the team that just went to the Super Bowl. I'd be shocked. I'd be so shocked that I'd fire you if I was on the executive board of Gold Star Chili. I'd be like, let's cut our losses. Let's go full coach L. Andy. This is the rest of your money. You like just get the fuck out. All right. Well, we're both gonna ride with the Bengals on that one. We'll stay in Texas. The Texans travel to the Broncos. Captain Cringe is a 10-point favorite against Davis Mills. I'm gonna go first because you dropped me last game. Dude, I'm not betting against homeboy because he keeps covering. Like he covered for me a lot last year. I'm on the Texans to cover, man. I'm on the Texans to cover. Part Davis Mills, fucking Captain Cover. Captain Cover versus Captain Cringe. What are we talking about here? Yeah. I know. I think they'll, they'll keep it close. All right. The Raiders are at home. I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals, Joe. The Cardinals are five and a half dogs already. To start the year on that. I mean, like, it's not like it's a far travel game. Tough, I tough, tough run for the the Cardinals have to start Chiefs Raiders. Five and a half is weight. You go ahead. I th- I actually think it's not way too big. I think the Raiders, the Raiders are my sleeper AFC West team, not the Broncos. I think I think the two teams. I think the Chiefs and the, I think tonight's game is the true battle of the AFC West. But I think if there's a sneaky sneak team that gets into the playoffs from the AFC West. I think it's the Raiders 
not the Broncos. I think they've got to have a bounce back game after, you know, losing to one of their division foes. I go Raiders win and cover. Also, we got bad car. I got, we got bad car last week. I think we get good car this week at home. It's like bad cop, good cop, bad car, good car. I think the, the Cardinals cover, man. I don't know who wins. I think the Cardinals cover. I just five and a half is too big for me. And if they start zero two, this whole Cliff Kingsbury situation, I think, is is is, it's not it's not looking good for his job security. I'd argue. Okay, moving to our Sunday night game, the Packers are at home against the Bears, who are ten point underdogs. Seems like too much, right? Seems like a lot. Or do you have an Aaron Rodgers bounce back game? Well, until I see it, I'm going to go with Bears cover division game. All right. Just to be different, I'll ride Ayahuasca boy. Okay. We have two Monday night football games, Joe. What is going on here? I don't understand it. Why week two, not week one? That's a week one thing. Yeah, I'm very confused. But usually... But usually in week one, you have a West Coast team doing a later game. These aren't right. These are both on the East Coast. I don't understand it. I'm, there's no rhyme or reason for it. You have the, the games are in Buffalo and Philly. I don't get it. So yeah. ten, Tennessee at Buffalo. Why is this spread so big? Is there something I'm missing? The Bills are 10 point favorites. I know. What am I, I missing? Here? I'm taking Tennessee. What am I missing here? I don't know, but whenever I say what am I missing? Buffalo is just too good. Tennessee lost gonna, to the Giants. Tennessee's gonna start 0 2. Well, I think Tennessee is gonna start 0 2, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ride I'm gonna go with Buffalo. I'm gonna, okay. go, I'm gonna jump on your boy. I'm gonna jump on your Josh Allen train. Okay. I think maybe he, Buffalo is just too good. Yeah. And honestly, Buffalo. You know, I know everybody's high on Buffalo to start the year. I'm still on Buffalo looks great, but you better calm down with running this guy around. Yeah. And then the other Monday night game is in Philly. Vikings at Eagles. Eagles are two-point favorites. Vikings I, fans can't, can't, can't even understand it. They're like, how are the Eagles favored? I thought the Eagles, I thought the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl and NSE stinks. This is a tough one for me. It's really tough. I don't think either team is as good as their fan bases think they are. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go Vikings win and cover. I'm gonna go Eagles win and cover, and you know why? Because Kirk Cousins it's happening on Monday, Monday night, night football. football. Yeah. It's a good reason. Captain Kirk does not come out when the lights are on. I don't know. I'll probably regret that one. I'll stick with it. All right. That's this week's picks. Is that our show, Andy? Yeah. Let's let's wrap it up. Give us a that's ring. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. Come on in with your takes. Obviously, Joe and I love these football discussions, especially around quarterbacks. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The Dirty Sports. I'm at Andy Ruther. Joe is at the following. 
at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. Show's coming up in New York. Uh, go to my website, JoePrano.com, and check out my schedule. Come see me, the stand, the seller, wherever. Joe Prano comedy. Less joke. Yeah. You, just, you, just, you can work it into anything. You really can. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Enjoy week this two. This show. This show. Let's end it. It's like the Batman voice, but now it's like the Russ voice. Yeah. It's the Russell voice. All right, guys. Enjoy week two. We'll be back on Monday. Make sure you subscribe on all areas or all platforms where podcasts are available in case we have any glitches. Much love to everyone. Have a great weekend. And don't forget, stay dirty. <laughs>